Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, from the Zoom world, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? Back in Zoom effect. Back in Zoom effect, yeah. We're doing the Zoom meetings, and people may be wondering why. We're just lazy. This is the, this I know is the I am. Way. With all this COVID stuff and the spike, we decided we're not taking any chances. I know I'm you're trying. not taking any chances. Playing it safe, man. I'm playing it safe. Staying home. Doing nothing. Pretty much. Uh, pretty much. That's been my life since like That's April. Now, so go ahead. Hold on a second. Hold hold on a second. Okay, okay. Jeez, Louise, take your coffee. If you guys are watching, make sure you guys uh, like and subscribe, and uh, you know, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can follow me, myself, and I on Twitter at Brooklyn Gaucho One, and you one can handle, follow my brother Ed. One handle for all three of you. Yes, for, for all three. <laughs> one handle, you get three of me. <laughs> and you can follow my brother on Twitter at emontana21. And when you do go follow him, make sure you wish him a happy birthday, okay? It was his birthday this past weekend. Happy birthday, my brother. I hope you, you had a great day, whatever you did. I hope you... uh. I hope you enjoyed whatever you did on your birthday. I did. I did. I didn't do much. Uh, I was lucky that my son had a tournament or else I would have done nothing. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, I just I went out for a good run, hung out with some friends, had some coffee, uh, and then <clears throat> went to uh, my son's baseball games and hung out and watched him play. He played really well. So uh, Good deal. You know, one of those that, you know, it's funny when you, uh, when you think about baseball, right? You think about how easy it is for some guys. You think about Mike Trout and stuff. But even, even Mike Trout goes 0 for 4, right? Or, you know, he strike even, even Clayton Kershaw goes out and gets, gets knocked around a little bit. And my son had one of those days where his stats didn't look great, but he played well, right? Like, he pitched in a game and lost. Took the loss, but it was—I mean—he came into a game that was tied two-two and gave up an unearned run. He pitched really well. It was just the error killed him, right? Uh, right. Out in the uh, at the plate, I think I think he went one for four on Saturday or one for five. Not great, but man, he hit the ball hard every time. One time he hit one to deep center, uh, pretty much made it just short of the warning track, which on these fields these 14-year-olds don't usually do. Uh, so, I mean, he just hit it a long way. He just hit it right to the center fielder who was playing deep. And so that ended up being nothing, you know. But, I mean, he no. – so, he, you know, we got we got in the car afterwards and he's kind of a little disappointed. And I was like, hey, look, man, it's not like – you know, in the NBA, the star player scores 25 or 30 points every night, right? Like LeBron scores – somewhere between 20 and 30 points every night, which is a good night, right? 30 is a better right. than 20, but it's still a good night. It's not like that in baseball. In baseball, you got a lot of games. Mike Child goes 0 for 4 sometimes. It happens, you know, and it's the same thing for him. So I told him, I said, look, don't be upset. Your swings were good. You hit the ball hard. You pitched well. You didn't catch any breaks today. 
It happens. It's part of the game. Yeah. Keep hitting the ball hard. Good things are going to happen eventually. So That's right. So, yeah, I had a good That's time. Right. Came home, had fajitas and margaritas for dinner, which is, you know, always good. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, so it was a good time. It, it was a simple day, but it was a good one. Well, good. And I ate. My daughter made a cake, trust leches, and it's leftovers. So I've been eating cake like it's going out of style. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I told you. I think I told you guys this for the month of June. You know, I've been doing these little challenges every month for my running to keep myself motivated since there's no races. So for June, I wanted to improve my 5K time, right? So I ran a 5K on May 31st, and I'm going to run one tomorrow. And it's a true 5K, not on the road, not on a treadmill, on a track, right? 12 and a half laps on a track. And so you know, I ran, I think it was 22.13 on May 31st. I'd like to break that tomorrow. But with all that cake, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's going to be tough. tough. <laughs> I have to let I have to let people know on Twitter tomorrow how how it went. We'll see. We'll see. You, sh- you should have weighed yourself before your birthday and after your birthday. I did. Hold on. I you know I weigh myself every Monday <laughs> here. Hold on. Oh, I put, say on, like a, I put on three pounds last week. I was going to say like I was going to say. One and a half, two. Yeah, three pounds. Three pounds. And, it, and it's all from Saturday and Sunday. Uh. <laughs> so, and, I'm, and I'm four pounds heavier than I was when I did the 5K at the beginning of the month. I, I've kind of gone off the rails a little bit in June. Uh. I, I think a mileage goal, like a big mileage goal for the whole month, is better for me than like a – a bookend, try to be faster a month later. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, your birthday only comes around once a year, so you might as well enjoy it. That's right. For July, for July, I'm not going to have a running goal. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a diet. (laughs) I'm going to try to diet hard from not hard, but I'm going to try to really eat right for a month. I'm sure that's what like 99% of the U.S. has said. <laughs> Says every week, I'm going to start the Monday diet. Oh, I'm starting on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> July 1st. You know, July the, 1st. You know, with this quarantine thing, uh, I have been invited to a barbecue on July 4th. But other than that, really not much going on. So No. Yeah, well, you know, that's. That's life of quarantining, I guess, you know? Man, it is nuts. All of these, you know, the spikes and, and, and all around the country, people, just wear masks. Just, I mean, and, and stop going to bars and quit licking each other's faces. Just stop it. <laughs> stop it. If you haven't kissed her before quarantine, don't kiss her now. Just don't. That's right. Don't do it. And maybe it's maybe it's just not meant to be. That's right. If quarantine stopped you from that, then you should just probably get rid of her or him. Him, yeah. get rid of her. Exactly. Get rid of him. Just don't do it. Don't do it. And look, hey, you know what I noticed? This is the, this is the fucked up part about quarantine and the masks and stuff. So you know this, but the people don't. <clears throat> 
a friend of ours found four baby kittens. I mean, newborns, right? Like about eight right. weeks ago. And so she offered them to us and we said, no, we don't want them, but we'll, we'll take care of them when they're little, you know, to make sure to feed them and wean them and whatnot. But eventually we're going to find a, a forever home for them. Right. So they're eight weeks old and we found a home for one of them on Thursday of last week, I think it was. And then yesterday, and, and so my wife's been dealing with all this. I haven't been messing with it, but yesterday I was home by myself and someone contacted my wife about the other one. Right. And so, uh, you made the appointment. She came over to see the kitten and, you know, we even offered, you can take the kitten for a little while to your house to see if, you know, if they're happy over there and then either bring them back, bring her back or just keep it. Right. So she came over yesterday and obviously I don't know this woman. She's here in the neighborhood, but I don't know her. She comes in, she's wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask, right? Cause yeah, look, it's it's COVID-19 times, right? All right. She comes in, we talk for a while. She meets the kitten. We talk about, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And I get the cat carrier, put the kitten in there and off she goes. Right now, when I saw this woman, with the mask on, I, I normal looking woman, right? Nice woman, nothing, just a normal person, right? Mm -hmm. Well, about an hour later, she comes back and she has, they had a dog, they have a dog. And so that's part of the reason why she wanted to go, you know, have the cat over for a little while, see how the dog handled it. And she comes back with her daughter and she comes back with the kid. She's like, oh, the kitten was great, but, you know, the dog is not having it or whatever. The little girl was crying. She was upset. She really wanted a cat or whatever. But anyway, the moral of the story is she came back without a mask on. Now, I don't want to be mean here, but she was a solid 6 70% less attractive without a mask. <laughs> And I'm like, I mean, when she, when she came over earlier, right, on a scale of one to 10, she's probably a seven, a six, right? She, was, she wasn't hot, but she wasn't ugly either. I mean, she was a normal right. little With the mask, all I could see were her eyes, right? And she had blonde hair, whatever. She, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was a four. Damn, that's a big drop off. Oh, it was a big drop off. It was a big oh, that mask. Huh? Wow. So that, that mask does, does wonders. I know. So I'm thinking there's got to be people out there that are hoping this COVID stuff never goes away. Right? Like if this chick was right. single, she's like, we're, gonna, we're wearing masks forever. <laughs> right? And then, you know, yeah. some, and some hot chick is probably not losing as much wearing a mask because her eyes are probably still real attractive and she's got nice hair, right? Or she's got like an ugly nose or a big nose and a messed up grill, right? So, so a chick that's hot probably doesn't, it does, she doesn't lose as much hotness with a mask on, but an ugly chick can like pick up hot. Well, the, 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 the chick that is good looking with a mask on probably gains a few notches too 
after she takes off the mask, right? Because you may think, oh, she's like yesterday. No, no, but what I'm saying, but if right, but what I'm saying is, a hot chick, or with a mask on, right? Right. Let's say she's a seven, seven and a half, and she takes off the mask, and she's got beautiful lips and pearly white teeth. That that all of a sudden increases her, you know, probably pushes her from a seven and a half to an eight, right? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. But just stay to yourself is the is is the the moral of the story. Stay to yourself. I was amazed, man. I think I've told you the story before. Like, and and women, like, it's a plus and a minus. It depends on how you look at it, right? For women, it's a pain in the ass to put on makeup and do their hair and all this other stuff. And guys don't, you know, so it's better for guys, right? We just kind of do whatever and walk out the door. If we don't want to do our hair, we can throw a hat on and we're fine, right? But But the advantage for women is they can seriously get better looking, whereas we can't. We are what we are, right? I remember one time I worked at a uh, at a public accounting firm, <clears throat> and I uh, I went in on a Saturday, and there was this. She was the assistant to one of the managing partners, and she was hot, and everyone, you know, all the guys in the office were after her and whatever. She was a smoke show, and um, I walked in there on a Saturday, and I I thought she was hot too. I mean, I'm not you know I'm not gonna front. She was hot. I walked in there on a Saturday. And so on Saturday, you know, you're not, you're not wearing a suit or whatever. And this is like way back when where you wore suits, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the late nineties. And, uh, you know, so she was always kind of in a business attire and all. So I walked in there on a Saturday and shorts and a t-shirt or whatever. And I had to sign in at the front desk and I walk into the front desk and our receptionist was there because it, it was, just a, you know, we worked so much that time of year that, Saturday was just another day, right? It was no different than Tuesday. So I walked in there and I, I see the receptions. I'm like, hi, Cindy, you know, and I'm signing in. And this girl is standing right next to her. And, you know, finally she just goes, Ed. And I go, hi. And she goes, aren't you going to say hi to me? And I was like, uh, Hi. And then it all of a sudden, I mean, after like a serious pause, I'm talking like 15 seconds, it hit me. Oh my God, that's Andrea with no makeup on. (laughs) She was not nearly as hot on a weekend with no makeup as she was in, you know, all dolled up in business attire during the week. I was like, oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. I mean, night and day, night and day. So maybe I need to put on some makeup. You know, maybe you'd have been better off as a chick, you know, do a little something to improve that look. Yeah, you know, I can still put on makeup. Guys, guys put on makeup. Guys do? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Some do. Not this guy. Well, no, no, I know not you, not me either. But I'm I'm sure there's some guys that may put makeup on, like some blush or something to make their skin... Well, yeah, but that's think so. But not okay, but not a straight guy. Not a straight guy who's trying to be straight. Well, what? Well, yeah, pro- yeah, probably not. He's probably not straight, <laughs> right? In which case, if you're a gay guy and you do that, that's fine because you're probably going to attract gay guys, which is what right. you're going to attract. Women aren't going to be attracted to not a straight woman. 
don't know. It's too cool. right, This is too much makeup talk. <laughs> yeah, that is too much makeup talk. Speaking of makeup, the makeup of the AFC East has changed, right? This offseason, Tom Brady left the New England Patriots, and all of a sudden we're like, you know, the Buffalo Bills had a good season last year, and all of a sudden we're talking about, well, there could be a new sheriff in town in the AFC East. Hold, hold your horses. Because the Patriots went out and signed Cam Newton on a one-year deal. Think about that. Does that make the Patriots, once again, the kings of the East? No, not at all. No, no. On on paper, the Cam Newton's signing is is nice. But but I don't – you know, he's coming off an injury, like an ankle injury. And to me, Cam Newton, he's good, but I don't know, man. I don't – I've seen plenty of games from him where his arm sometimes is not – as strong as as a, as a quarterback of his level should be, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not gushing over this. I don't I don't think it. The Bills are still the team to beat in that division. Really? So if you had to bet a significant amount of money to you on who's going to win the AFC East, you would bet on the Bills. The Bills. Yes. Wow. See, I I disagree with you. I think. This gives, this gives Bill Belichick the weapon at quarterback that he needs to keep everyone honest, right? Because what, what, was, what I feel was going to happen was if they brought that Stidham kid in or whatever, that first-year starter, yeah. they were, they were going to see more blitzes than they could possibly handle. And I feel like now with Cam Newton – that gives him a little bit of breathing room to make the plays that he needs to make because they're not going to just blow and go and come after him. Now, on the other side of the coin is, I agree with you, he is coming off a significant injury, which is worrisome, but I think that's why he got a one-year deal and not a a longer-term deal. But more importantly, he doesn't have Christian McCaffrey, which is a big deal. Um, but he's got a much better coach. So, you know, I think that this really helps him. I think because going to a, a rookie quarterback or a first, first year starter, it was going to be a rough season. It was going to be a, you know, six and 10 type of season. With Cam Newton, and, and if Cam Newton can mentally adapt to the Bill Belichick way, I think the Patriots can be really good. And I'm not sold on the Bills. I'm not sold on the Bills to do it again this year. You know, like they, they had a great year last year, but I'm not sold. And then, you know, of course, you've got the other two teams in the East, Miami and the Jets, who the Jets are trying to, you know, trying to hold on to their good players with old googly eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm – not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sold on the Cam Ewan deal. I mean – at the very least, a lot of it depends on his health, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's nice. They got him on a bargain, but uh, even if they spend a lot of money on him, I, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see him as. Uh, I don't know. I'm not convinced on the on that the, the the move makes them a all of a sudden you know contender in the AFC. 
Oh, not in the AFC. I, I, I still don't think, I still don't, I, I still think there's a big drop off between Kansas City and Baltimore and everybody else. So even if, you know, I, I think it puts them in contention to win the East, but I don't think it puts them in contention to win the AFC, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, could be. So, at least it'll make it more interesting because, like I said, I think with a with a first year starter, it would have been kind of it probably would have been kind of boring. What makes the uh, the Bills to me really interesting is I think Josh Allen is going to be really good again this year. I think he's he already has an arm and now he has a weapon with Diggs. You know, yeah. Buffalo Buffalo picked up Diggs. They traded for him. They traded plenty for him so I think with with that you know adding a, a nice weapon like that and Buffalo's defense I, I I'm gonna I was gonna save this for the uh for the, for our NFL preview but Josh Allen will be in the running for the MVP well he'll be in the running but he'll be in the back yeah he's gonna be in the running for the MVP yeah I'm in the running to win the marathon every time the race starts but I don't ever finish in the top 10. Oh, he'll finish top 10. He'll finish way back. Josh Allen will finish – he'll finish somewhere around five – he's going to be good this year. Watch it, man. I'm telling you. I am sold on Josh Allen. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're sold. I'm not buying. You don't have to buy. You think Cam Newton's going to get along with, uh, with Bill Belichick? I mean, he's got no choice. He should listen to whatever the fuck Bill Bill Belichick says to him. No, I mean, I I know he's got no choice, so to speak. But, I mean, is that relationship going to work? Like, I feel feel like Bill Belichick really needs a cerebral quarterback. And I don't know – I mean, I don't know if Cam Newton is that – type of player and I wonder if that's not going to you know create frustration on both sides yeah I don't know the Patriots you know, Cam, Cam Newton also has you know he likes to talk a little more than Tom Brady did he doesn't say no outlandish stuff like he doesn't go off the walls but he's he's very open and you know the Patriot way, I guess, doesn't allow the players to be themselves all the way. They, they kind of have to be a certain way, sort of speak. Lane. Yeah, so I wonder how that will work out, right? I mean, is he going to hold, hold back and saying what he really wants to say? Well, or? You know, and and this, is, this is a little bit unfair of me to say about the Patriots, but the Patriots have a little bit of a – shut up and play mentality, right? They, they, they're not big on the whole media thing. Uh, you know, over the years, we've seen it with Brady, and they, make, they don't make a lot of people available to the media. They, the, Brady and Belichick both give very vanilla, you know, boring answers. And this year, with everything that's going on in our country, you know, we're more likely to hear players speak out and I wonder, right, Cam Newton might be more willing to speak out, and how will that play with yeah. with, with the Patriots and the way they do things? And all the other Patriots those, as well. 
Huh? All the other patriots right, yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. But um, my guess is that that's one of those things that they probably will discuss and kind of iron out before the season even starts. I can't imagine that they're not going to address it early on. Yeah, I don't know. Because you know how it is. The NFL, more than any other sport, they don't, you know, teams don't like distractions. So. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess it just remains to be seen. But uh, we may not even fucking have a football season. <laughs> you know, I was, I was thinking about that. <clears throat> I'm glad that. I'm not glad that we got a spike in cases, but I'm glad it happened here at the end of June and not in, at the end of July. Because if it happens, if it happens in July, if it happens again from here on out, they're going to suspend school, which means these kids are going to be at home again. Again, me crazy. Yeah, I hear you. You know, and if it obviously if it happens again in July, you know the baseball season will be in jeopardy, the basketball season, and the NFL will be in jeopardy. And I think a lot of people are thinking that the NFL season is going to happen. You know, it's just going to happen. Like everyone's kind of has this attitude, like it's, there's not, nothing's going to interrupt the NFL, but I mean, if there's a breakout or, or if the cases spike again in August, closer to football season, football will be in just as much trouble as baseball, you know, in terms of possibly getting delayed or, or whatever. Yeah, I think the NFL really benefited from their season had just finished and is, you know, later in the year. So, yeah, at, at, you know, two months ago when they did the draft and the schedule and release and all that, yeah, it's, you know, it was like, yeah, we're going to have football. But, you know, they just they just benefited. They were in the, in the, in the right, uh, you know. Window. At right time off. And – as we get closer now, you know, training camp's going to start at the end of July and then preseason, and they already canceled one of the, one of the, what, the Hall of Fame game. Oh, so, game. you know. Yeah, it's dicey. It, it really is, uh, you know, it's dicey all the way around. Like, I, you know, we can talk about the plans of, that the NBA has and MLB has, but. I mean, the NBA has a plan in place, right? They're going to start at the end of July. They're going to play eight games to finish out their season and then go into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of cases that are popping up here and there, especially in the cities where they're planning on doing this. Uh, and there's a lot of players that don't want to be in the bubble, you know? And no. you got to wonder at some point, right, at some point, just the sheer number of players that don't want to, whether they've agreed to it or not, the NBA, it's going to affect the competitive balance, and the NBA may say no. Uh, you know, so that's kind of it, – it's kind of it's dicey, right? We've heard a well, lot of guys. Was, that's exactly what I'm afraid of, you know? Like, I don't – I want everybody to play. I don't want, you know, one team to – have, you know, a certain advantage because, you know, a star player is out or whatever. Like, I want to see everybody. I just, look, 
I'm ex I'm I guess I'm semi excited that we're getting some sports, but it doesn't really feel like we're getting it back. Like to me, it's gonna start and it's gonna end. It's I don't think we're, they're gonna be able to finish, especially with with baseball and them them uh, playing at all the home fields. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So how the fuck is how the fuck are the Blue Jays gonna play if they can't even cross from Canada to the U.S. How how are people how are they gonna play in Houston in Florida in California where all these high you know cases the numbers have risen and stuff like I just don't get it and I I don't you know Ryan Zimmerman Joe Ross uh, Mike Leak those guys already opted out from playing baseball right they already yeah. announced that uh, you had a couple players in the NBA do the same thing so. You know, it just it yeah, just doesn't. With, you know. with the with the NBA, um, with everyone being in the bubble, I would think that would be a safer alternative, right? Than than the way MLB is doing it. Um, but I think there's more NBA players that are saying no and want out than uh, MLB players, right? I mean, up at, at this point, I think I've heard more basketball players say no, we're not playing than. Um, than MLB players. And and with the NBA, you know, like, look, let's face it. There's only about four or five teams that really have a chance of winning the whole thing, right? And so those are really the only teams that care. And even they have a player or two that doesn't want to play, right? Like the Lakers had someone. The Lakers are one of those Avery teams. Avery right? Bradley. Huh? Avery Bradley. Yeah, like they, they have the best record in the West. And so obviously they're one of the real contenders. I think they should have – I think they should have gone straight into the playoffs with the teams that they had. Uh, the teams that were in, just you're in, right? Fuck right. it. And play the playoffs. And, you know, quite frankly, it might have been a good year to cut the playoffs down to eight teams, four from each conference, and just go with that. Because – Let's face it, most teams, most of those players, like if you're, you know, even the Wizards, the Wizards are the, are the nine seed right now, right? They're ninth, and they're five and a half games out uh, behind the Magic and the Nets. They've got to, they've pretty much got to win all eight games, <laughs> right? If the Magic go three and five, if the Magic go three and five, the Wizards have no shot. I mean, nope. if they go if they go two and six, the Wizards have to go eight and zero. So it's really a, a tall order for the Wizards. So do those players really want to be in there? Or really want to take the chance and all this other stuff? Probably not, you know. And players like players on the magic do they really want to go play games and then get smoked by milwaukee probably not you know it's it's tough and then you've got the european players right so you've got uh denver who's right right now sitting at three in the west right they might have a chance to make a run their best player has covid Jokic. Right. so yeah. it's just i think they should have gone straight into the playoffs at this point yeah, I mean, I think they shouldn't play at all. <laughs> Just fucking take the year off. But, I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, look, 
it, it's whatever, man. I, I you know, this is uh, the, the season. It, it, the season's gonna quote unquote have an asterisk by it anyway, right? So just do something different. Yeah, Which I guess well. they did, but yeah. To me, to me, playing eight games instead of fifteen is dumb, and you know, either you play out the rest of the season and just go on like normal or really cut it down and let's have a real, a real event, right? Let's have a real playoff and let's give us the best basketball you got, even if it's a little bit less than normal, but this eight game crap, whatever. Seems dumb. So what do you think? They finish out the eight games, finish out the playoffs and finish out the finals. You think they complete this, this, yeah, I think they're going to make it all the way through. I, I do because because they're doing the bubble thing. So the the chances of – the only way I think the season gets stopped is if you have a massive outbreak. And by massive, I mean six players on one team, right? And now all of a sudden your roster of 15 is down to nine. You can't really compete, right? And I don't think that's going to happen if they stay – within the bubble, right? That's, and look, let's face it. The guys that don't want to play is because they didn't want to have to tell their side piece that she couldn't be in the bubble. That's what it boils down. That's true, true, true. <laughs> or, or they didn't want to tell their wife they didn't want her in the bubble because they wanted the side piece in the bubble because she's more in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look, I think it's going to take a massive outbreak. Um, if it's one or two people here and there, you know, cause think about it. If it's one guy on the bucks, right. And the bucks are, you know, let's say, let's say right before this, right before they restart, one guy on the bucks gets it and no one else on the team gets it. He can be out for two weeks and then come back and you know, they'll be in the, in the playoffs. It'd be like a normal, it'd be like an injury. Right? It'll be just like right. an injury. Two weeks of being out. So I think, I think the NBA will proceed if it doesn't make a massive outbreak. I think at any point where you get a massive outbreak where it will affect the competitive balance, that's when they're going to be like, hmm. So, for example, if LeBron and Anthony Davis and two other guys on the Lakers get it, over we got to shut the season down if Kawhi and Paul George get it you know I'm I'm really surprised I I haven't heard anything from LeBron like LeBron hasn't said anything bro LeBron is balling he's in his home gym balling getting ready to win a ring baby yeah I I find it odd that he hasn't said anything he's focused we mean you find it. He's focused, man. He's a professional. Huh? He What's wants that? that ring. He needs that ring. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, before the season started or, or last year when he first went to L.A., we all said, hey, if LeBron wins, wins a ring in L.A., you know, that's going to jack up his legacy. Huh? Now, if he wins a ring now, hmm, kind of really doesn't do much for his legacy, right? Yeah, but, yeah, LeBron, but you know, the NBA they they played they played enough games already, and now it's just a 
level playing field. Everybody start, starts from scratch pretty much. Yeah. LeBron's ready to ball, bro. No. That's what LeBron's been doing. So while you've been sitting on your couch, yickety-yakking about the bubble and which side piece you're going to take, LeBron's been in the gym balling, bro. That's what right, LeBron bro. does. We're about to find out. Do I sound like a big LeBron nut hugger? Yes. You, don't worry, like, I'm sh- you're not alone. Yeah, kind of like ESPN wanting to do some kind of 30 for 30 or, or whatever about the decision. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I couldn't watch that shit. I but mean, what the f- I didn't understand the point of that. That's a waste of time. You know what? You know what that is? That's ESPN going, holy shit, we knocked it out of the park with the last dance and Lance and B Water and the long gone summer. And now, then we had to go down to freaking virtual ESPYs and now we ain't got shit on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. They're like, we need another 30 for 30. <laughs> You know what? Right, man. Huh? Huh? Did you say something? No. Okay. Um, you know what was tailor made for a thirty for thirty? What's that? Bubba Wallace. Oh my god, dude! If he wins that race, right after after they push him to the front and stuff before the race, if he wins that race, dude, it's a thirty for thirty next week. <laughs> the 30 for 30 should be on the noose that never was well now it was a noose but apparently <laughs> apparently this noose has been sitting there since like 1962 <laughs> right and what a perfect and they were waiting for this perfect opportunity to bring it up and say hey <clears throat> you know I wonder I want, they say the garages were uh I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but I am on this one, right? I think NASCAR, NASCAR, you know, NASCAR has a little bit of a reputation of not being inclusive, right? Their demographic is geared more towards white people, right? Oh, yeah. NASCAR said Black Lives Matter, right? And they did the whole thing with the Confederate flag. They said, let's go one step further. Let's, we know that noose is sitting in that garage for it down there at Talladega. Let's assign Bubba Wallace to that garage. Surely someone from his team will complain, and then we, you know, we'll stand together on Black Lives Matter, and we'll push Bubba Wallace's car to the front, and we will show that we are serious about being inclusive. And then people will start to view our sport more friendly. Look, after that race, there was all they, they interviewed Bubba Wallace on the track. And there's a whole bunch of black people there. I've been to a NASCAR event. You can count on one hand how many black people were there. Uh, and have a couple fingers left over. So I think this was a NASCAR plot. They knew that thing was there. They knew that noose was there. That noose had been there forever. They knew it. They said, let's assign Bubba Wallace. Someone will snitch about the noose. And we'll, we'll, we'll flip this whole script. Could be, man. I think Bubba Wallace is in on that whole fucking thing, to be honest with you. Well, he never even saw it. (sighs) Allegedly. (laughs) 
No, there's see, no way he there's no way he did not see it. Well, no, see, that is what that is the fact that he didn't see it plays into my theory that NASCAR did that on purpose. Because yeah, they were hoping he would see it. The story would be better if he had seen it and he felt personally offended by it, right? But no. But his crew, because they're all, you know, protective of him and knowing what happened in previous weeks about the Confederate flag thing, they reported it as soon as they saw it. So that's why I don't think he was in on it. But the fact that he didn't see it also makes me think NASCAR was trying to, was trying to, was trying to do something. And then, and then Bubba Wallace fucked it up for everybody because he didn't win. Bro, <laughs> think about it. Think about it. If that happened and you're Bubba Wallace, bro, just fucking floor it. Floor it. Yeah. No one ever take your foot off the gas. Who's going to get in your way? Think about it. Who's going to get in your way, right? Because then I was like, oh, so, you know, everyone supports Bubba Wallace until you get out on the track and then you cock block him like that and don't let him win? Come on, man. <laughs> so if I'm Bubba Wallace, man, I am just and, – and if you get into a wreck, you can't, you can't wreck with that guy because then they'll be like, Man, you wrecked him on purpose. You're racist. What are you doing? <laughs> so Bubba Wallace then fucked up. He didn't realize he had a 30 for 30 coming if he had just floored it. And even if he wrecked, right, it still would have been a feel-good story about how he's racing so hard and the pressure of all the noose and all this other stuff. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's all fucking a big joke, I think. You think he was in on it, really? Yeah, I think he was in on it. I think he absolutely, absolutely capitalized from from this whole, or know. tried to at least. I mean, like, what, on, I wanna, what I want to know is, who was in stall four in October? Because that was the last time they raced there. Right. More, moreover, who was in stall four on Saturday? during the Xfinity race, you know, the, the lower level race or the truck race, they had other races there. No one else. Plus, I never seen a garage pull opener in, in form of a noose. Yeah, no, but, but the investigation said that it's been there since October. You mean to tell me no one noticed that before? <laughs> kind of fishy. And quite frankly, like, doesn't that kind of affirm that NASCAR is just a bunch of racists because they've had that fucking news hanging there for six months and then no one said anything? Exactly. <laughs> if I saw it, I'd be like, that's a noose. What the fuck is that? I'd have said something, right? And I'm not, I'm not black. I, I wouldn't be afraid of being hung or anything like that. But even I would have noticed and been like, what the, fuck, what the fuck is a new... That's a weird way to tie that thing. Right. So, like, that's why I think NASCAR purposely assigned him to that stall because they're trying to break that stigma. Could be. I haven't... I've, I don't think I've ever watched a NASCAR race. I'm much less going to watch one now. <laughs> I mean... Would a, I they're mean, racist. Would a noose make you watch? They're just racist. Their their fans are too. 
I don't know about that. That's kind of a broad stroke there, buddy. I'm yeah, a NASCAR well, fan. Yeah. I'm not racist. Well, I mean, have you the people that fucking NASCAR? I mean, come on now. Oh, yeah, I've been to NASCAR events. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't, but I, I know what they're like. It's a good time. Yeah, I mean, I fucking live in Texas. I know exactly what NASCAR fans are like. <laughs> I mean, come on now. No, that's too, that's too broad of a brush. It's not nice. It's, it's, it, it's, it's an honest take and, and, not, and not a far-fetched one. I don't think it's far-fetched, but I still think it's kind of a broad stroke. I think, look, that, to me, that's part of what's wrong with this country, right? Is we, we say automatically because, so nowadays we say, if you're a Republican, you're a racist. That's not true. Right? There, there are people that are Republicans because they believe in a certain form of government, not because they're racist. There are people that are Republicans because they have a certain stance on abortion, not because they're racist, right? And so that's why I don't like the whole broad brush thing because I think it's not fair. We, we take one aspect of people and we automatically, you know, kind of drag it across all of the issues. And I don't think that's fair. Yeah, most of them are fucking carrying Confederate flags, too. They're fucking racist, plain and simple. <laughs> I mean... Well, no, if they're carrying Confederate flags, that's one thing, right? That, that is... That is Bro, hold on a second. Ed, hold on a second. Ed, Ed, Ed. These are fucking red... Hold on. These are redneck, white, fucking trailer trash NASCAR fans. Come on now. Let's fucking be honest. No, hold on. Let's be honest. They are fucking racist, bro. It's it, the majority, not all, not 100%. The majority are fucking racist. That's what they are. They are fucking redneck, trailer trash, country fucking NASCAR fans. That's what they are. Plain you, simple. You have, you, have never been, you have never been to a NASCAR event. Right? I don't have to be. I don't have to be. I have been. And I'll tell I don't you, have to be. I have been. And, and I've been to ones in different parts of the country, not just here. And I'm telling you, the Confederate flag thing is not nearly as prevalent. In Phoenix, didn't see any Confederate flags. In North Carolina, saw a few. And in Alabama, we saw a lot. So it, it, it's different in different parts of the country. And while they may have a higher instance of trailer park white racist trash, as you say, that there are different pockets that are not as prevalent and that's what i mean if we paint everyone with a broad brush then what we're doing is we're immediately saying to those nascar fans you're all racist and we're, we're these days we're speaking very strongly against racism and racist people and if we paint an entire block of people as racist then they turn around and, and attack us for not being tolerant which is the exact thing that we're trying to get from them. You see what well, I mean? Well, I don't think I fucking said all of them. The majority of them are are exactly what I said. Right. I mean, right. But but this is but this is my point, Alex. Is when you say when you say all racists are racist, that's true. When you say racists are racist, that's true. Even without using the word all, but when you take a NASCAR fan, when you take a, uh, you know, old people, when you take, when you take a certain demographic that is not defined by that and call them that, that's where we come into a problem, 
right? It's like I said earlier. It is it, what it is, bro. Yeah, but but it's not. But my point is, those comments are a they're divisive, and b they just continue to 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 make the chasm between people. Like I said earlier, there are Republicans that could care less about the wall and, 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 you know, there are people that are Republicans for one specific reason, right? Because they believe in, you know, pro-life. That's got nothing to do with racism. And so when we say all Republicans are racist, that's when we get the divide that we're getting in this country now. That's my problem with it. That's my opinion, bro. However wrong it may be. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy time. <clears throat> I think Bubba Wallace is benefiting from it, but I don't think it's. I don't think he had anything to do with it. I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine. Who knows, man? That would be awful, right? Like if we found out now, that would be a thirty for thirty, right? If we find out a couple of years from now that he did that himself, and somehow they, they, uh, the FBI covered it up, that would make that would make a much better thirty for thirty. That would make quite a story. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, that's it, man. Nothing much more. Yeah. Until these sports get going. And even when sports does come back, I don't think I'm going to be fully invested because I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, man, at any moment, fucking 500 cases can fucking pop up and, uh, and, like, and then boom, it's all over and your fucking heart on all of a sudden goes away. You, you know, you're right. It, 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 it could happen, right? That they start and all of a sudden they get a big pop and they shut it down again and you're like, what the fuck? But I think like, for every day that goes by that that we have sports like normal, I think we're we're I think we're so starved that we're going to be into it, and you know I think we're not going to think about like I watch soccer and I don't think about a a breakout in soccer because you know I'm just I'm into the games I'm into what's going on the Premier League and the German League and stuff, and I certainly when baseball especially if it's the playoffs. I think you'll I think you'll forget about it. You'll get going again. Well, even then it'll be worse if it's if it's in the middle of the playoffs. Remember, this thing likes to get hot during the fucking sun during the the, the, the cold weather, right? So yeah. we got baseball in like October. Oh yeah. If it shut yeah. if it if it pops up again and shuts down, then yeah, we won't we won't no, I'm saying if it if it happens in the playoffs, that that'll be the worst. Oh yeah. That would be awful. That would be awful. And, and I, think, I think that if it does happen, like let's say it happens in the beginning of the playoffs for the NBA, and they say, okay, we're shutting down for two weeks, and then we're going to resume the playoffs. When they come back, we're going to be like, nah, man, your bubble's broken. <laughs> your bubble's broken. It's not worth it. You're not going to get invested in it. At that point, yeah. you'll be like, nah. It's a shame. Yeah. This COVID thing is just put a real monkey wrench on the whole year. I'm keeping yeah, my fingers yeah. crossed though. I'm I'm hoping that the second half of twenty twenty will be lit, as they say. Well, it starts in a few days. Yeah, well, that's what I'm banking <laughs> on. 
I'm banking on that, man. I'm, I'm holding out for that. So let's hope so. Let's hope so. Got to keep our fingers crossed, man. Got to keep, got to keep hope alive. Yeah. Otherwise, it's gonna be boring. Because if we don't get sports and kids have to stay home from school and they do the virtual online thing, my liver is not gonna be able to take it. <laughs> People are gonna fucking lose their minds, man. I'll tell you what, the daiquiri place though down the road is gonna make a killing. Yeah. People are gonna be buying daiquiris by the bucket. Yep. Yeah, because it's crazy how much sports is a part of our lives. And now that we don't have it, man, it's just like, it's crazy. It, it feels, everything feels surreal. Yeah, in a way. In a way it does. In a way it doesn't. I don't know. For me, it's it's been weird. Like, I don't know. They have far more important things than, than sports to me, you know? Like, yeah. if it comes back, great. If it doesn't. I'm not losing any sleep over it. You know, do I miss it? Of course I miss it, but it's like, whatever. Yeah. For me, it's, I agree with you completely. It's just, I feel so much less entertained, you know, like I feel, I feel like I'm always bored. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like even hanging out with, you know, even going out and playing and stuff, but like little things like falling asleep at night, you know, my kid goes to bed. All right, what am I going to do now? Man, yeah. I'll catch a game. No, I won't. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's what I miss it. Yeah. yeah. Like, all of a sudden, I got to, you know, I got to watch an old rerun of Law and Order to fall asleep. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Tough times, bro. Yep. But this too shall pass, as they say. Yeah, that's right. We hope. All right, man. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah, that sounds good. As always, folks, you can catch our uh, our podcast on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, whatever podcast platform you choose to consume your podcast experience. As Alex mentioned earlier, you can reach him on Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. You can reach me on Twitter as well at emontana21. And if you want to email the show, you can email the show at positivesports10 at gmail.com. Positivesports10 at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for joining us. We've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. Any parting words, Alex? Huh? Any parting words? Uh, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Be nice to each other. As always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Ace.